0: Hello, welcome back. It's Martha and you are listening to Just Another Drama Queen. Well hey honey. Hello. How are you? Uh,
1: We're doing this again?
0: (laughs) You've just literally caught me because I sit, it's so funny, I literally sit here waiting for somebody to like join it and it's like this lift music so I'm just like sitting there with this lift music <laughs> waiting for you to join. Literally like, elevator music. Yeah just <laughs> took a swig of my drink thought I was about to start burping and then you pop up oh my so God. <laughs> we're here it's fabulous. Hello everybody um welcome back to the podcast today I'm very excited because I have one of my oldest friends and by old I don't mean like she's ancient I just mean that <laughs> We have known each other for a very long time. Um, obviously, sadly, haven't seen each other for a very long time and are not seeing each other today. Um, we're doing this over a recording app, a podcast recording app. So you're actually very far away from me. So I'm interested mm. to actually hear how this, this one turns out because it's the first one that I've done like this. So it's uh it's exciting. Mm-hmm. How are you? This is, oh, how haven't said your name. Sydney. Oh, my Hi. God. Because I feel like I'm already <laughs> like... We've already spoken now before this. I know. Yeah, everyone knows who it is. This is Sydney, my (laughs) dearest friend. So, Sydney, hello. welcome. How are you, darling?
1: I'm good. Good, good, good.
0: Yeah, you feeling good? You feeling fresh?
1: Not fresh, no. (laughs) Not fresh. (laughs) I've been so tired today, but we move. We move. We do move. (laughs) Why
0: have you been tired? Busy?
1: Yeah, and I've got so much um, coming up in the next week, so I'm just trying not to overwhelm myself. I'm like, right. Let's just rest while I have the chance. Yeah, so I'm ready for all the stuff that I've got going on.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. What is that work stuff?
1: Yes, so obviously because all the weddings um, have been postponed, I'm trying to do more creative like projects. So working with other wedding suppliers um, and we've got some creative like photo shoots planned. So I've got three in the next week and (laughs) they're literally like here, there, everywhere. And it's so much to do, so many flowers to buy. So,
0: yeah. So just as a little backup for everybody to kind of get into the swing of what we're actually talking about is, Sydney has her own company um, as a florist and it is Flourish, I'm right. Is it Flourish UK or did you have to put the UK for the Instagram handle? Yeah, I had to put the UK for the Instagram. (laughs) Ah, Okay, so it's just Flourish. Yeah. Lovely name, very, very sweet name.
1: Thank you. How long has that been going for?
0: So I started um,
1: last March. It was Mother's Day week.
0: Right. Yeah, so just over a year, about a year and a half now. So, you're literally 27 years old, have your own business that you started up from the ground. Also, a mother of Corb on the Cobb, Corbin, (laughs) the angel boy.
1: He hates it when I call him that, by the way. And I'm like, I'm never,
0: I'm never going to not
1: call you that. (laughs) every now and then I'll be like,
0: Corb, Corb on the (laughs) Cobb. Corb on the Cobb, bless him, little darling boy. How is he? He's good. He's really
1: good. He's so funny. How old is he now? He's seven now.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. I know.
0: (laughs) Don't tell me that's the last time we saw each other then, is when he was born.
1: I was thinking about this earlier. Because
0: the last time, it was the festival, wasn't it, that we went to? Was it the festival? But that was a good five years ago, at least. Was it festival that we went to together? Yeah. And that must have been five years ago. That
1: must have been, yeah.
0: That's not even a thing anymore.
1: RIP Festival. No, it was the last year. I volunteered there, um... A couple of years ago and it was the last one.
0: Oh lord that's so sad I didn't well um, I, I literally haven't even been in that loop for so long because I just haven't <laughs> been able to afford those kind of things so I just haven't even thought of it but that is sad to know that the
1: Lest day that comes no around
0: more. yeah I'm just never going to be able to go again I had many a memory there yes many a very interesting memory there <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I mean the reason I got you onto the podcast is because regardless of everything you are a very inspiring woman for what you've done with yourself the fact that you have a beautiful seven-year-old boy you are a single mother and Mm -hmm. literally within the last year you've started up a company that people obviously take many 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 years to to kind of start up do. so I mean going from that what kind of what's what made you want to start doing that what made you want to start your own floristry business
1: I've always wanted a business of my own from when I was younger but I just didn't know what it was going to be or doing what because it it took me a while to figure out what I was passionate about what I liked doing mm-hmm. it took me a while to sort of find the thing that really interested me so yeah I used to work at Lush years ago I used to work at a call center um moved to Bournemouth I worked in a office as well and mm-hmm. all of those I just hated eventually I just got bored so I oh, always gotcha. knew I needed to do something for myself and work for myself mm. Um, so it wasn't until I left my son's dad and had a period of like healing and growth and just trying to find out what, what I wanted my life to look like because I hadn't really thought about that before. I think you do you sort of just go with the flow, you go with the motion and you don't really just stop to think, What do I actually want for myself?
0: Oh god, gotcha. yeah, because I can imagine as well, like being like a young mother having a child you kind of I mean I I cannot relate obviously at all so please enlighten me (laughs) like having a child it must kind of feel like okay I just have to do whatever I can to make sure that we have money coming in just so that we can we can kind of feed him and have a normal life like have a happy and healthy life but what kind of it, it must be really daunting and like freaky to kind of once you've obviously left your previous partner and kind of come on to this like right I have a child that I need to raise and feed (laughs) but I'm gonna go off and start my own business like what was that kind of like process for like you in your mind when you were kind of coming around to thinking of doing that? It took like a good
1: year like after I left him there was a period of where it was just like on a downward trajectory, like everything just went to shit. <laughs> oh God. Cause obviously it like my relationship with him, it was very like codependent and it was very toxic as well. So we were mm. sort of just like there because we thought it was the right thing to do. Obviously yeah. as young parents, I was 19 when I had Corbin yeah.
0: um,
1: and his dad was a couple of years older than me, but we just sort of stayed together because we thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah we ended up moving to Bournemouth together and it was just all sort of downhill from there but it was always quite a toxic relationship um so after that it just it took a while because obviously once he was out of the picture I was on my own like with a child (laughs) I was like really overwhelmed like oh my god what am I doing so this is while I was still in Bournemouth and yeah like I said everything just went to shit but I feel like it's It's times like that where you're, where you feel like you hit rock bottom, that you actually can create something for yourself, like out of your new life, if that makes sense. Oh, good. I guess it's
0: kind of like a turning a new leaf completely. Absolutely. In every aspect.
1: Exactly. So yeah, after that, I went back home to stay with my mum and just sort of sort my life out and find myself, do some healing. So it did, it, w- it was a process, like, it was very, um, there was a lot going on in that time. But, um, yeah, I went to Jamaica for three three weeks as well, which is where my heritage is. So I went out there.
0: Fabulous. Yeah. I remember the pictures. They were yeah. great.
1: <laughs> so this is when my, I was sort of rekindling my relationship with my dad. So I was like, right, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to take my son. I'm going to have a good time. I'm just going to sit out there, like, literally lay around in hammocks on the beach <laughs> and
0: figure out oh, well, yeah. what the fuck I'm doing with my life. <laughs> did you find so, that when you were there that you had more of a, th- was the idea of the the kind of floristry business buzzing around before that? Or when you kind of, did you have like an epiphany of like, right, I'm going to do, I'm going to be a florist. It wasn't
1: an epiphany out there. But what I realized out there was I needed to do something creative because I felt very stifled in the jobs that I'd had previously. Mm. And I think you have to go through that process of finding out like what what's not for you. Like, thanks 100%. for the opportunity. And, you know, this has been a great experience, but this is not for me at all. I, I'm not happy. I don't feel like this is my calling. So when I was out there, it gave me the time to think about what I wanted and being creative. I love using my hands and I've always liked nature and I've always liked making things and creating things. So that was what got the... The ball rolling on that sort of path So when I got back from Jamaica, I was just looking at courses. I wanted to go back to college as well because I can be quite unmotivated. So I thought if I go mm-hmm. back to college, I'll have a, a routine. I can have. I can be in that education system and actually get a qualification. Mm-hmm. So I was just looking up. Courses local to me and creative courses, vocational courses, and I saw floristry and I was like, "Yep,
0: <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, I'm <doing laughs> that's, a- that's a
1: bit of me. <laughs> yep, I'm having that. I've always liked flowers. Sign that's, me up. They're pretty things. They smell nice. Yep, I've always liked nature. So, yeah signed up for that. And then when I started in in the September, I literally fell in love with it straight away. I was like, "This is my thing."
0: Oh, that's so nice. And yeah. how, how was that after so long? Like finding your your thing. You know it was so
1: it was so- it was just so refreshing. I can't explain it like you'll know when you found like you feel like you' found your purpose and you found something that you're naturally good at like I didn't really yeah. have to try and I even say to this day I've been really lucky with my business because I've not really had to put myself out there too much mm. because the opportunities just come to me, and I think that's when you've when you're creative and when you're passionate about something that spreads. Throughout everything that you do, people can see you're passionate. People can see that you're talented, and so opportunities naturally gravitate towards you when it's like that. So that's how you how you know you have found your calling. I think is when things are smooth sailing; it doesn't feel like you're swimming against the tide.
0: Yeah, no, one hundred percent, I completely agree with you. But so, what, when you actually started up, what? Well, so you obviously studied for well, how long was the course? Was it
1: a year? Was it? Yeah, so it was just a year course. It was part time. So I think it was two or three days a week. And at the end of it, I got a City and Guilds uh, diploma. So oh, it on. was nice just to have that, ooh, <laughs> have that piece of paper and that qualification. And um, part of the course was to get um, work experience, obviously. So mm-hmm. I had a couple of jobs at different florists just locally to me. Um, And I freelanced as well, because I'm very much like a go getter, like once I found something that I can grab onto, and I'm passionate about, I'm like, right, how can I learn more about this? How can I connect (laughs) with other people who are doing the same thing? So I literally just on Instagram, I followed loads of local florists. I was like, if you need any help, like, I just want to learn, I'm doing my course at the minute if you need an extra hand, like just sign me up, like I'll be there. (laughs)
0: 100%. I'm there for all of it. Yeah.
1: So that's how I got some freelance jobs doing that as well. Um, so yeah, once I finished my course, I um, did a couple of friends' weddings again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was just like, right, I'm doing your wedding flowers. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really have a choice. You don't have a choice. I'm just going like, to be oh, there I'll with be, flowers. I'll be passed by then. I'll be an expert. So <laughs> yeah, but so again, throwing yourself into these opportunities, you just have to do oh, it. So by the time I passed the course, I think I'd done like two weddings. And so, how did
0: they go? How was, how was the first kind of, um, so it was the first big job you had a wedding then? That was yeah. the first big job on your own. So, how, how did it go?
1: It was brilliant because I was a bridesmaid as well. Oh, so
0: <laughs> we were staying in the cottage
1: opposite the venue. So I was like, I'll just get up in the morning. I was literally decorating the venue in my pajamas. <laughs> Everyone else was getting ready. I was like, Fabulous. right, that's done now. I was doing the, um, the bridal bouquet and all the bridesmaid bouquets. And I was like, okay, time to get ready then.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. So it worked out really well. So you really did throw yourself into the deep end with that one then, like coming out and that being like, let's go, I'm going to do a wedding.
1: Literally. But I feel like that's the best way to do it because you just have to go for it and you learn things as you go along.
0: 100%, 100%. I mean, so when you actually then finished the course and you obviously started doing that wedding, was Flourish was of an idea or was that something that came it was an idea
1: I knew that I wanted um to set up my own thing obviously eventually but I just felt like I needed more experience before I could be like right hey, like I'm available to do like all your flowering needs I just needed uh, more experience at the time so I worked um part-time in a local florist I had a couple of different jobs at Floris and they both ended terribly because bosses can be really shit sometimes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, them. huge power trips and yeah. Just, yeah. So, yeah, they didn't end well and I, there was one lady I was working for and she just used to grate me the wrong way all the time and she came in once and she was just Having a go at me, like you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. Nothing was actually wrong with what I was doing, but it's, she was so like controlling
0: because it wasn't the way that it wasn't the way that she, it way it, that so... she wanted it, which is yeah. a
1: very sort of like old school mindset. And she was a very traditional florist, and I'm going in there being like, let's try this out. Like this is what's trending. Let's try to do things a bit differently. And she'd be like, that's not how I want it to look, though. And I'd be like, okay, cool. That's why oh, you're not getting makes... any customers. Oh, <laughs> 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 fine, go. do it, do it the way you want. <laughs> so yeah, it was a week before Mother's Day. And- and she was just came in, had a go at me. And I was just like, I really, like, in my head thinking, I anymore. and I just said, is there any point in being here? She was like, no. Like, in a really, like, snooty way. I was like, okay, then, bye. Bye. <laughs> key back. Fucking too And it was a week before Mother's Day. So I was literally like, shit, 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 what am I going to do? And I just posted on Facebook that day. I was like, so I'm going to do Mother's Day bouquets. If anyone wants one, let me know. And I was, like, overwhelmed with orders. And I've never looked back
0: wow that's that
1: (laughs) that's the story on how flourish came to be (laughs)
0: but that's not so so like how how did that feel though like putting yourself out there on your own for the first time and just just being like right I'm gonna do this mother's day because did you have was there ever like a moment in that day where you thought I am not no nobody's gonna write back and then I'm just fucked
1: literally but then like an hour after I posted it I just had so many messages the messages kept coming through and I was like oh my god <laughs> I've obviously done the right thing because there's an interest for it and because through my college course I was posting all of my pictures anyway on Facebook just to document my own journey but also obviously other people saw yeah, my self-promotion and then, yeah a little bit of cheeky self promo. so that obviously worked and by the time I got to that stage and I'd been posting my flowers and stuff. Everyone, like, wanted one. <laughs> That's
0: it worked so out perfectly. so good, though, because it's just sometimes, especially as well, I can imagine, like, how we were saying, you obviously leaving your last relationship, going into these, like, having a whole new, like, least on life but also having a child to bring up as well like if you had this secure job in these this florist's like yeah and actually had money coming in from that I can imagine another step as well then being like do you know what fuck this I'm not gonna hang around to be treated like shit you've also it it must be just such a nuts kind of thing to think look I can't keep sitting here doing this because Mm. it's breaking me down but I also have to think of I have to think of Corb on the Cobb Corpse, yeah. You have to think of corpse, but then at the same exactly. time it's just like shows how much like strength and determination you actually have as a woman to Thank you. know that like you're like no, I know that I'm I'm good at I'm good at this and yeah, I'm going to be able to make make something of this for myself and my child and it's yeah. gonna be absolutely
1: fine. Exactly. And that's another huge factor as well, because when you're a single mum, you have to be you have to put your family first. And I found it did come in the way with jobs, because if he was ill, there was literally no one else that I could lean on to be like, "Oh, well, my son's ill today, so I can't come in." So it makes me look unreliable to other to my you know employer, and that just winds me up lot- though. And it, I know it's it's frustrating because they it, you come across as unreliable, but at the end of the day, you have to prioritize your health and your family's health, and I think that's what really was the what's the word, the straw on the camel's back for a lot of the jobs. It's sort of like, I'm, I'm giving you my all when I'm here and I can't, I can't. You um, can't
0: you, you can't be like, do you know what? No, I'm actually going to leave my sick child at home. Yeah, and they expect and I'm you to come be in. so,
1: there was one florist, they wanted me to be there from eight in the morning till eight in the evening. And they gave me like uh, the rota for that week. They wanted me there like full time, even though I was only a part-time, uh, florist, and they gave us like a few days' notice. So, and when I couldn't show up to one of those days, or I couldn't stay as late, they'd get like in a mood or like not understand. And I'd be like, okay, but I first of all, I don't drive. Like, it's gonna take me at least a half an hour to get back home. I can't, you know. There's, there's so much you have to juggle when you're a single parent, and I think it did. Um, it does impact when you do have a job you're trying to you know put your best foot forward and be reliable but sometimes life just doesn't happen that way
0: yeah because as long as as well as being obviously a mother which is obviously a huge huge part of your life you Mm. are also a young woman who is looking to make something for themselves I mean because one day Corbin's going to be all grown up and he's going to move out and move on and do his have his own life and you're going to need to have something for yourself. So yeah, that is also another massive part of it. You're not just Definitely. a mother; you also are a young woman that needs to make something for themselves. You know, something exactly. that they enjoy, which is obviously crazy and and really really difficult. I can imagine, but it seems like from what you've done so, doing so rewarding far, it.
1: yeah, it's so rewarding because obviously being being in those situations before, it does push you to want to do your own thing because it's like, well, I don't have to answer to anyone like Corbin comes with me to the wholesalers (laughs) and he'll come with me on deliveries. I'm like, come on, I've just got to go deliver these flowers. So he's very much like involved in the whole process. So he can see how, what, you know, you need to do to have a successful business. And when you're passionate about something like, You know, if you're up late or if you have to go out of your way and just seeing the process of it, he's very much involved in all of it because, well, sometimes he has to be. Yeah,
0: sometimes he has no choice. (laughs) He's got no choice. You've got to just sit in the back and shut up and let me deliver these flowers. Yes, (laughs) sit in there, shut up, and mum's going to go out to work and you're just going to come (laughs) along for the ride. But that's, like, such a valuable thing for him to have as, like, a young boy as well. He's looking up to a mother and being like, my mum is doing this on her own. She's created her home company from the ground up with me kind of hanging off her as well when I was younger. And she's <laughs> yeah. done this all She's done this all on her own. That's like such an inspiring thing for like a young I child so. yeah. to have. I don't think he quite gets it now, but I'm he sure when he's sold it, he'll, he'll get it. He will one day. <laughs> and if he doesn't, it. like send him, send him my way and I'd be like, you don't understand what she's been through.
1: <laughs> Your auntie Martha will tell <laughs> <Don't> you. You <laughs> don't understand what she's
0: been through, Corbyn. You need to be proud of her. Literally. (laughs) No, but you should be really proud of yourself. I hope you are really proud of yourself because you've just absolutely smashed it so far from what I've been seeing. Well, some days it does not feel like it at all. Like this year, obviously it's not just me.
1: Everyone's in the same boat, but it's been such a huge setback and it's trying to find... I'm trying to practice gratitude and trying to find the positive in things because when you've just got everything's basically postponed and nobody's ordering flowers anymore because everyone's in a financial rut oh, gotcha. <laughs> it's like um how am I going to sustain this so I'm sort of like doing all these creative projects and collaborating with people which it, sh- it should all be about anyway it's all about community and people working together but um but yeah some days it does not
0: feel like I'm i oh, yeah. just sit there and I'm like oh, I'm so exhausted oh god I can <laughs> imagine but so how's like firstly how has lockdown itself like affected you as like a small business owner like what what's it kind of done oh my god it's been crazy so
1: it was um Corbyn's birthday on the 20th of March and what was it two days later or the day after that lockdown was announced yeah and the day of his birthday, it was a Friday, I remember, um, and he had a temperature at school and they called me up straight away because obviously it's one of the symptoms. Mm-hmm. So they called me up straight away. It was about 11 in the morning. They said, corbin has got a temperature. And obviously everyone was so frantic then because it's, you know, it's scary, like, this, thing's going around. Yeah, this is unknown.: this is unknown, and they called me to say it's got a temperature. I think I just sat in the car and cried before I drove there because I was like, "Oh my God, so like you need to come and get him." Oh and that was the day of his birthday. We were just going to have a small little thing, because obviously we couldn't go anywhere um, exciting or go bowling or anything like that. Mm. So we're just going to have a small thing. Um, and that ended up being cancelled, so I was stuck with this birthday cake that I spent about sixty
0: quid on—a oh, Lego birthday geez. cake. <laughs> Did you enjoy it though, both of you together?
1: I mean, I had—we had a slice each, but how much cake can you really have? Yeah, like... that's true. That's true one slice. <laughs> you, you think you think I, I can I can easily have half of it. Was an, it wasn't—it was sort of bittersweet because it's like, well, this is didn't really get to do anything on his birthday, oh, God and it was him. the same weekend as um, Mother's Day. So I was—I think I was up until three a.m. doing all these. Flower orders because uh, people kept messaging me for for flowers with all this stuff going on, so <sighs> it was such a whirlwind, it was so crazy. Like, literally, in the space of three days, it felt like life had changed. Mm. Because obviously, in Corbin having a temperature, we had to self isolate anyway, so I was just trying to juggle so many things. Um, but yeah, during lockdown orders flower orders was really busy really yeah I wanted to have a break I was like this is like a blessing in disguise I can't wait to just have some time off because I was overworking myself before whereas now I feel like I've got a balance but yeah I wanted to have a break and people just kept messaging me because obviously nobody could go out so they wanted to send flowers um, to their loved ones, you know, to say sorry or sorry we can't be with you. So I was getting a lot of um, requests and orders. So,
0: how did that work for you though? Really being, what happened? Because I'm guessing obviously you need to go down to the wholesalers and you need to get your flowers from there. What, what, what was the kind yeah, of process so they, with so when they, lockdown came in?
1: Yeah, so they had to shut that down completely. So it was all, everything was done online. And I think there was about a week at one point where um, the government had decided that flowers was a non essential trade. So that completely fucked up the whole flower trade. Oh, that's lovely of them. I know. (laughs) So that's worth about, uh, I don't know, a million a week, billions a year the flower trade is worth. And that was completely shut off for a week. So we were all just like twiddling our thumbs like, okay, what's the update now? So it's definitely been a rocky time for for florists and the whole wedding industry as a whole. But yeah, I had to get everything ordered, order everything online. They claim to deliver it. Um, obviously, wearing masks and everything on deliveries, just leaving it on the doorstep. <laughs> so, no contact, no all contact, all of that lovely stuff. Yeah, so. It was just a bit of a whirlwind, but I feel like now things are sort of returning back to normal. I say returning back to normal. Not, it's not at all. <laughs> no, well, it's normal as normal as we kind of can be. Yeah, it's sort of a weird limbo stage because a lot of people are still very frightened to leave the house. A lot mm. of people still are being very sensible and they're shielding and not going out as much. And obviously people have lost their jobs and so people are in a financial right. So I don't think there's much of a demand for flowers right now. So that's why obviously you're then going out and doing your,
0: yeah, like finding, were the kind of side, the side projects and the more creative projects, were they things that you've kind of been doing all along? Or is this something that you've now picked up because you've realized that at the moment? Yeah, so I've done, I've done a few bits before.
1: Mm, I've done a few bits before. Um, Just as a creative, I think it's good to try and just branch out, work outside of your comfort zone, do Mm. something new inspired by trends and um get new work out there obviously to build build a portfolio put on my website yeah. so but obviously because there's not anything else much going on right now I'm like right let's put our energy into that because even though it's not busy I still have to show people that I'm I'm still here like I'm still doing stuff <laughs> I still exist please <laughs> you can still book me for your weddings in 2021
0: <laughs> oh lord yeah
1: <laughs> so and it's just about obviously I had to, uh 10 weddings booked for this year so I think I did about two in Feb and there's been nothing else since so that that was all work that was meant to be coming in all new content all you know creativity which is just and also I guess loads of contacts that you've
0: lost there because I'm guessing a mm-hmm. lot of people that then go to the weddings they see the flowers and they go oh she's lovely I'd love to do her for exactly. my wedding or my function or whatever it's yeah exactly and I mean Once I also just... don't know how much flat, like because obviously as we've discussed it previously, I am getting married next week, and even before then, <laughs> yeah. the flowers. I, I, I'm not. I'm not the wedding type at all. I'm really not. I'm yeah. wanted the smallest thing possible, and then. I think my godfather's partner is a florist. And she was like, regardless, we're do- we're do- I'm doing flowers for you. Like, I'm doing-, I'm doing them. And I was like, okay, I don't know what and this you're means. And simple, yeah. I don't know what this means. I don't know what I need. I don't know what I want. Like, I just, I- I just want something to uh, to hold. And she was kind of, that's fine. But to me, like, obviously, I'm having the smallest thing ever. I think I'm having a bouquet. And then Brandon's having, like, a. a, a is it a buttonhole? That's the one, yeah. a buttonhole. But, like, I'm guessing big weddings with a lot of flowers, I'm guessing that's a big chunk of money that you're losing if you're not yeah. actually doing the wedding
1: yeah so the average wedding i take is about two grand jesus christ um, <laughs> i mean that's quite a standard budget it, it obviously it depends on your requirements but most people have centerpieces for each table yeah average table is between the seven and ten tables plus the top table then obviously all the bridal party um bouquets so that's at least my minimum is um, five hundred pounds because you—that's just the price of um, of flowers and the expertise that you're paying for and having 100%. it as a bridal,
0: yeah. That's so you've got to put your value on things. Me that. that baffles <laughs> I know. me. I mean, good for you. Good for you. Go out there and get that money. But like that baffles me. Like I was literally just like, yeah, i have a bouquet in a buttonhole. Like literally, <laughs> like, how much is how that? much is that? Pounds. Yeah, cheers, thank you. Like I don't know. The, no, this is the thing. Like, it's very much um
1: this is why I really try and get to know each couple that gets in touch with me, sort of find out what their budget is. Cause like you just said, a lot of people don't know what flowers are worth, like the value of mm. people don't know where to start to look or how much things cost and it's not just flowers it's everything to do with a wedding because most people are doing it for the first time and the only time <laughs> Yeah, well, we so can <laughs> you can only hope you can only hope um so yeah it is a minefield of suppliers and prices and yeah
0: have you ever had so, any wedding horror stories so far or any job horror stories not really
1: but when I was starting out I've always been one to sort of like I feel like I'm quite reasonably priced. Mm. And I've always been one to say, sort of, put your value on things. Like, you can't do things for free Mm -mm. because it devalues what you're doing. And yeah, when I was first starting out, people got in touch with me who I'd known previously or whatever, friends from way back, thinking that I'd do it for free or do it for really cheap. And it's like, well, I do actually have to pay for the flowers and pay myself for my time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's not like I'm just going to turn up here for a laugh
1: you know exactly so I wouldn't say horror stories but definitely managing people's expectations and people say like oh I can get it for this much and it's like please do then i like go go that way yeah you go go to the person who can do it half
0: the price and let me see what they produce for you yeah exactly just a couple of little I don't know leaves yeah there you go enjoy that so it is
1: yeah, I think the hardest part is just managing people's expectations. But then it goes the complete other way, and so I've got a bride who's got a huge budget, and she's like, "I'm not really fussed. I just want yellow roses. I'm happy for you to do whatever you want. I trust you completely with your style and your creativity." I'm like, "You are the dream person." Oh, God, I can imagine that, just like so the
0: best job ever, it's bliss. So it goes. It goes both ways. So, yeah. so talking about obviously horror stories going kind of slightly off off of that have you yeah. ever had kind of any moments throughout the last year where you've just thought I I'm not I'm not doing it anymore I'm giving up I'm not I can't I can't take this anymore no no but see do you know what I always because I've asked this question to the previous person actually I think you've been possibly the first podcast as well I've asked them have you had any moments where you've wanted to give up? And both both times it's like, no. And I kind of, obviously, for, con- for the content, I would love for you to be like, yes, like, I literally hate this. I no. hate- but like, it's also very, very nice for you to turn around and be like, do you know what? No. Yeah.
1: It's because it's, I've, I've given so much to get to this point. And even when I, on bad days, and when it is so tiring and so exhausting, or you have... bad um, review or someone just like pisses you off or says something you think is so unreasonable it's still better than working for someone else still better than Mm -hmm. literally slogging yourself and giving so much of yourself for minimum wage like it's so rewarding even when it's it's shitty because it's it's yours and it's you put your life and your soul into what you create so I have never thought about giving up. Oh, I do think, think oh, it'd be nice if I did fucking lashes or nails or something and earned double the amount <laughs>
0: <laughs> for less work, but I don't want to do that. No. That would bore me. Yeah, you want to do, do your this. flowers. And yeah. that's like, that's, do you know what that is? I'm so glad. I mean, I, I feel like I want to keep asking this question to everybody that I interviewed. Like, have you ever thought about giving up? Because one day I will get someone that'll be like, yes, and then I'll get some content out of it. But I also <laughs> want people to be like, no because that's much more inspiring because at the end of the day we shouldn't give up you know we shouldn't be giving up on what we work on I think it just I think it
1: just goes to show it's a testament to when you find your craft and your passion you
0: even when it's shit you will not want to give up no because you just like breathe live and breathe this thing yeah yeah and that's the whole reason why I wanted to start this podcast because I feel like a lot of people really kind of look down not necessarily look down I don't really know the word but for kind of for this purpose look down on people that want to kind of go into a creative field mm. because they kind of think oh just get a real job just go and go and yeah. sit in an office or go and do something like a nine to five kind of thing where you can just make some money and just get a real job like for me obviously with like, the acting and yeah. going into that it's always been but why don't you have like a backup plan just in case because something that's gonna maybe you should just look at getting something a bit more attainable and a bit more and it's like no because this is something that yeah I have always wanted to do for as long as I can remember I don't there's yeah. there's nothing else that I can give myself to because I would just this be doing myself a disservice literally
1: there is no plan b no like, this is it and I'm gonna make it work
0: <laughs> yeah so i saying that <laughs> then that. What, what is that because obviously you've got your you've also got a, a little is it a bike that you have in the cafe yes
1: yeah so, so tell so me a bit got, about that So that was actually an idea I had that I saw on Pinterest, (laughs) because I live my life on Pinterest. (laughs) Before I even started my floristry course, I always had an idea in my head of having a little bike and going around and selling flowers. So that was always in the back of my head. So obviously now it's actually come to fruition and I've got my bike and I pop up outside the train station where I live and it just sits inside this... um, coffee shop and I just make up bouquets uh and bunches to sell and I've got plants and different bits and bobs in there so yeah it's just adds a nice element to a a coffee shop which is lovely they're very um what's the word like alternative it's a very like big space it's quite an industrial building I've added loads of plants to the place which they love me for (laughs) so it's just like a nice and it's quite um Family, it's like very friendly and like family friendly as well, and they've got pets and stuff in there, so it's a nice addition to that. So, how did you so like was...
0: approach them? To, to did they approach you, or did you approach them to kind of start this? So,
1: I approached them again, like I was saying earlier about just going going for it and creating your own opportunities. In the early days, when I was sort of starting out on my own, I was literally messaging everyone, all of my contacts, everyone I knew, every idea that I had. Uh, of a way to sort of collaborate with someone I was like I'm gonna do it like I will do it for you so my friend runs a vegan uh food stall mm-hmm. and she was doing an event there as like a, an evening where it's sort of like she comes out and she serves you food it's all vegan and she's like made it herself in the back kitchen so I was like why don't I do some um like flower decor to go with your cute little evening so I did a like an installation for them just faux flowers Um, And they loved it. And they were like, we're happy for you to leave it up. Like, (laughs) I think it looks great. So from there, I sort of built a relationship with the owners um, of the the coffee shop. And yeah, it just went from there, just did an installation. And then it sort of evolved from that point.
0: Oh, I completely love that. I think that's because for me (laughs) that like, I, I remember saying to you that if you were to start up courses of like floristry courses, I would be there in a fucking heartbeat. I can't wait, mate. I Obviously, everything's
1: fucking heartbeat. <laughs> everything's sort of on the back burner. But my dream, my goal—I never used to have a five-year plan, but my five-year plan is to get a studio. I want a little apprentice as well to help me with the big events and stuff that I've got, and to do more workshops because it's for me. The reason I'm so passionate is because it's about bringing nature indoors and being more connected with nature. Mm. And when you work with flowers every day, it's so. It does that in a way that's so—I don't know how to explain it—but it's just connecting with nature every day. Like, what, what better way to live yeah, life? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, if I can spread that to more people and teach more people how to um, embrace that and how to work with nature to create something beautiful in their homes, then I'm literally there. Like, I can't wait. I've got my studio. Oh. I'm gonna do workshops. I've done a few in the in the past. I've done wreath making ones and pumpkin making ones in autumn but yeah flower arranging can't wait it's, it's all in my plan oh,
0: I literally... so I'm just like okay let's manifest it yeah manifest it. it's coming because like you already know you've got one customer aka me because I would be there <laughs> you will be my best customer yeah I'll be there like let's go I'm going to every course I want to be a florist because that was always actually like the thing is I had a backup plan for my one my acting creative career my backup plan was also then another creative thing which was to be a florist so it's kind of like I think people want me to be like why didn't you go and um I don't know be a nurse or a nurse. Work in an office or something yeah. like. It's like, no I'm, I just want to do creative things please that's what that's and what I, I was once made you to know, do exactly once you know you're a creative person as well
1: it's sort of like you can't really look at any other other like route because you're not a like, nurse no no not for <laughs> I me I mean Good for them, like big up the NHS. Hundred percent, I love the NHS. But I mean, I haven't got the, yeah,
0: haven't got that, <laughs> that kind of that thing in me. It's not, and it's it, not for me. Yeah, <laughs> but I want to definitely touch on another thing as well, which is something that I don't know if has been because I've been following obviously your Instagram, well, mm. following your Instagram regardless since we were since we met. But I mean, looking at the pictures that you've been putting up recently. This whole body positivity and also the acne positivity thing that you've been kind of introducing yes. onto Instagram, what has, I mean, inspired? Is that a word that you would use for that kind of thing? Or is it, because, I mean, nowadays it's kind of like, we need to put these things out there. Like, it's not Definitely. even necessarily like, I'm doing this to look a certain way. It's like, we need, we need to have these things out there. So what made you kind of go, do you know what, fuck this, I'm going to start putting these, uh, opening myself up massively yeah. and bearing myself very intimate well, well intimate is not the word it's not well, like you get your family is, out but, but like it is though because
1: you are it is because there's so many different ways of being intimate and when you expose yourself like that and be vulnerable on such a big platform I think it is intimate and it, it shows oh, yeah. people um you know that side of you but I've always been an advocate for self-care self-love all that good shit mm-hmm. like especially since being a mum, like your body changes in massive ways that nobody ever talks about and nobody ever tells you about and you sort of oh have God, you're yes. left to deal with these changes and these things that you weren't really you didn't really think about because when you're pregnant you just think about okay when the baby's here but you do not you don't actually think about yourself as the mom like yeah. what, what you're going to be like so a lot of people say there's actually a fourth trimester and it's about the mom and her mental health and dealing with a new body because it it completely changes and it's never going to be the same as it was before so I think from then I've always been an advocate for just accepting yourself like I can't have my old body back and I'm not going to get a new body well I could but it'll be thousands of pounds exactly, yeah. <laughs> in surgery which I don't have right now exactly. so <laughs> I just have to accept the way that I look now and it's it's perfect and it's beautiful the way it is so obviously that goes back from when um i had corbin and dealing with all the stretch marks and the body changes from then and the acne positivity um that started about three years ago i've had um acne so have you only recently suffered
0: from was it something you suffered with like acne as like a young like a teenager or is it something that's literally just come
1: about this is because it's so odd because as a teen, I literally didn't, I don't think I even washed my face properly. I think I put co- Palmer's cocoa butter on my face. <laughs> like there was no skincare routine And your skin involved. was always flawless, I remember. And it was flawless. And then in the last three years, my skin's just sort of erupted and it's not, I'm realizing now that it's not an, like an unnormal thing. Like adult acne does exist. It's very People normal. People get it. People get it because it's just so- speak about it exactly or well, they try and hide it and obviously social media is a place with so many filters and airbrushing tools that are so like literally you download an app and like you can change your eye color and yeah.
0: change, like, just...
1: make your pores disappear so I think that's why I'm so um passionate again about this about just showing what real skin looks like and what real bodies look like because that's that's what the norm should be the norm shouldn't be Nino, you know, Nino, <laughs> you know, ruining
0: every single time. I hope there's one day there is going to be a podcast where you don't hear There'll be none, yeah. That's not. that's just not going to happen. Sorry, carry on. So um, I forgot
1: what I was saying now. One ah. day there'll be a day.
0: One day there'll be a day when something, I think, because that's also so, throwing me off.
1: Yeah, so social media, it's just everything's normal to be, like, completely flawless and have no pores and have completely airbrushed mm. skin. But I don't think, I think we're going away from that now. I think people are starting to share... Just what they look like with
0: men. Hundred percent. And funnily enough, actually today, <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know if you listened to the podcast with Shannaz when I briefly mentioned that I'd signed up for that underwear modelling. Oh yes, yeah, yes. yes. I did listen. Yes, I so I signed up for that, which obviously is completely out of my comfort zone because I'm not. Uh, I'm not your typical Instagram baddie, you know, I'm not, I'm not thick with like three C's. I think I'm thick with like 40 C's. So girl, you were thick with three C's. (laughs) So it's for me, it was kind of like, this is, this is nuts. I'm going to do it because I just want to push my boundaries. And I actually got the pictures back today. I will send them to you after. Oh, I love that. After, yeah. we, after we finish this, I will send them to you for, to have a look. But mm. I got the pictures back today. And I remember when I got the email, I literally was sitting there and I was looking and I was like, oh, fuck, I need to open this email and look at these pictures. I've been dreading this since it happened. I was thinking, what if these pictures turn up? And I just look like Princess Fiona and like, it's oh, not stop. working. Do you know, I was just so like building this up so badly in my head. Like, what happened? What have I done? Why have I done this? And these pictures turned up today and I genuinely opened them and I sat there for like a full hour looking at them on my computer, yeah. crying my eyes out. But for the reason that I was like, why has it taken me 25 so years yeah. to sit here and look at these pictures of myself and actually think in my head, do you know what? I have a beautiful body. Yeah. And, and this is why it's just I not sh- to me. Yeah. And that's why I
1: share it because it's more for me. Than it is for anyone else yeah. so regardless of you saying oh it's so inspiring I'm like it's me it's for me to accept myself yeah. for the way I am now without filters without makeup on without any of that just to know like
0: you actually look okay honey like you, look <laughs> you look unreal you look unreal like fuck the filters <laughs> and everything like you it's not even just okay you look unreal like yeah it's just all working for you This life is just, this life is just working for you so well. It looks so good on you. Oh,
1: I'm so glad you've said that because I'm still a hot mess deep down. Honey, me
0: too. (laughs) I might look
1: well put together, but. Me too. We're (laughs) all hot messes. (laughs) It
0: is a sub. We're all like deep down. I um... (laughs) am. but (laughs) i just kind of try and keep it together on top just so everyone else thinks you know what she seems pretty put together and good and i'm like "Mm, actually no No, i'm not you're you're mistaken (laughs) actually (laughs) yeah you're very mistaken there unfortunately so (laughs) i think we've actually been talking for 43 minutes so that's like crazy how quickly that's gone because i feel like we've been been talking for like 10 minutes but i want to end on two questions for you so the first question is After everything, obviously, you spoke about, if there's somebody out there that wanted to go and start their own company and something creative, what advice would you give to them? Like, just just a little snippet of what you would Mm. give to them if they were a bit worried, thinking, I I can't do this. Whether they're a single parent or whether they're just on their own and they're they're too scared to put themselves out there. What advice would you give to them to kind of get them off the ground and get them going?
1: So I would say, don't wait until you're ready because if you wait that long, you'll never be ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just go for it, because that's what I did. I kept putting it off thinking, oh, I just need some more experience. Oh, I don't feel like I'm quite ready yet. I need a website. I haven't got my social media handle. Just start where you are now. Just go for it, because you can only grow from when you start. And if you never start, that's never going to happen. So just go for it. That would be my advice. (laughs) Because so many people who are creative as well, they have this talent or they have something that they're really good at or passionate about and they just think, oh, I'm not good enough. Mm. You are good enough. You are. Start where you are now and in a few months' time, you'll look back and you'll think, oh, my God, I've improved so much, but you can't do that until you start.
0: Exactly. You can't make, those, you can't make that growth and that, that, those changes until you actually kind of just...
1: Just go, go fuck for it. it,
0: and I'm going to do it right and now.
1: And you can change. It's all a part of evolving. Like my, I literally created my first logo myself on Canva. And
0: <laughs> oh, I, I have outgrew done the same that. thing for the podcast as well. Literally not even yeah. on Canva. I like found some free just, thing online. Yeah. Or Any app, there's hundreds of them. Yeah. And I
1: just made it myself, and I very quickly outgrew it. And I got someone to do all of my branding for me. And so you just you evolve as you go. And you grow and you learn so much. But you
0: just you have to start first. You have to start 100% lovely lovely advice and I hope somebody takes heed of that and starts up yes me too it's because that's what we need to be doing and the last sure. question is for you an advice that you would give to yourself so 27 years old let's take it back 10 years 17 years old I know that you okay. said this was going to be a hard one and I think it is quite <laughs> a hard question um but what advice would you give to your 17 year old self knowing what you know now
1: I don't want to be too cliche, but first things first, embrace your natural hair. Stop (laughs) wearing hair extensions and straightening it. Just embrace your natural hair. (laughs) 100%, 100%. That beautiful hair. (laughs) And just, um, oh, it's going to sound so cliche, but be true to who you are. Stop trying to please other people, fit in with other people and just do you. Yeah, because that's all you can do. That's all you can do, and be your be your authentic self. Hundred percent. Find yourself and be
0: your authentic self. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I had to, I had to. They've sent me some questions. This brand that I did the underwear modelling for, and yeah. they wanted because they wanted to create a pro- profile about me. So it's just a more bit more in depth than actually uh, just a picture of me in my underwear. So they can actually learn from <laughs> the people that are looking at. It oh can right, learn yeah, a bit yeah. yeah. It, you know? So <laughs> this is her story. Yeah, this is my story. It's not just my boobs. It's um, I actually <laughs> have a bit of story. So then one of the questions was like, what advice? Same same thing. What advice would you give to yourself? and I was just thinking it was all about like your body and the way that you look at yourself yeah. and it's the same kind of thing it's like why waste what don't waste your life and literally you're not going to get this literally. time back that you put into hating yourself like and yeah. not doing good for yourself like why why are you wasting your time like seriously just put that energy because I've had what 10 13 13 years actually because I said it about age 12 is when I started really thinking about mm. my body 13 mm. years of my life of being oh happy. this is I, I'm I hate this, I hate that. When I could have put all of that energy and time into something so much more productive and so much more healthy. Oh, yeah.
1: So, I'm just accepting yourself and fuck it. That's what you've got. It's your body. You exactly. have to nourish it. You have to look after it. It's the only one you're going to get.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> No, that's really, that's very nice advice to give to yourself. Very, very lovely advice. And I've really Mm -hmm. enjoyed speaking to you, honey. It's so nice to sit down and talk to you. I know. I'm like, oh, is ever ready? I know. I know. know. But we can't. Me me and you can talk. Me and you can talk (laughs) more. But we'll we'll leave it there for today. And I really hope that you've obviously enjoyed being on the podcast. And thank you so much for being on it. And, yeah, I will speak to everyone soon. And, Sydney, I will call you straight after this and we can talk a bit more anyway but um yeah thank you so much for being on Sydney thank you so much for having me thanks bye girl bye I loved recording this episode with Sydney it was so nice to be able to catch up with her after so many years and I just think she's such an inspirational woman and being a single mother and starting her own business is just such a story that I really wanted to share So I do really hope you enjoyed the episode. And as always, if you enjoyed the episode, like, subscribe and share it with other people so they can hear these people's amazing stories. And it really does mean the world to me if you are listening. So thank you so much and stay tuned for new episodes coming every Friday. Speak to you soon. Bye.